everybody. Good deal. Man, can you tell I'm excited to be here? I'm always excited to be here, but really I didn't think I was going to get to be here, so now I'm really excited to be here. So many times we take so many things for granted, man, and things can change in an instant. So I want to tell you, this is a real-time, real fresh message that I want to share with you. And I, I, want to, I called it the truth about time. I was kind of working on this a little bit before I kind of uh, spent a little time at Centera. And, uh, but you know what? God worked a lot of things out that I didn't know. And there's a lot that I don't know, but I tell you what, the more time I spend with him, the more I do know. And I know he loves us, and I know he's in control regardless of what's going on. And that's the peace that passes all understanding. So for our first slide here, everybody got their hand out, say amen. amen. All right, man, we got some note-taking things going on today. Take a look at this. It says, the truth about time, you can't buy it, you can't rewind it, you can't relive it. Anybody know that's true, right? I'll tell you what. Now, there's a lot of times I see folks that try to do it different. I probably have tried to do it myself, try to manipulate things and stuff like that. But ultimately, I believe when our time has come, our time has come. And you know what? So many times I wish, how many wish you could rewind a few things? Yeah, I think I, I know I do. Everybody's hands up here, you know? And, you know, that's the thing. We, we can't rewind it, but here is a good thing to know if you're listening today. You might not be able to rewind some of those past mistakes and some of those things that happened, but you can get a fresh start, amen? If you're here and you're thinking about a fresh start, this is the place to get it, right? Because we're speaking God's word, and he's always willing to come right there where you are and meet you with your needs, your situation, with a fresh start. And again, we're going on through it, so you can't relive it. So you know what? That's why I felt like I had to make it here, man. I said, Lord, please, let me tell this message, you know, because we've got to make sure that everybody knows what the deal is. You know, we can't relive it like we were talking about. You think about those days in school, you know. Man, if you could just go back now. You think of back when you were younger, man, if I was back in school, man, I would have probably been a football star or whatever, fill in the blank. But you know what? Because of that, you know, we, 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 could take, we can't go back. But what I want to say, we can take those experiences and apply them to today with God's truth, with God's power, with God's wisdom. You know, I can't go back and be on the baseball team again. I can't go back and, 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 and start guitar earlier or whatever it might be. But I can get a fresh start with God, and he'll take me right where I am. And the thing about that is it's all about relationships. And I got to see some amazing things about some relationships. So today is the day in your life, man, that we're going to just make things. We're just going to ask God just to, to show clearly on what he wants us to do with this message. How does he want us to apply this message? And, you know, he doesn't want us to live. He wants us to live for today, but not thoughtlessly, but purposely. With a purpose, purposefully. I have to say that slow to get it. But you know what? So today I, I pray that you come in here for the purpose hearing the truth of God's word. I pray that you come in here with your hearts open for the purpose of hearing it and, and letting God renew your mind through, the, through, through his word, all right? So everybody good with that? Good. Well, I want to give you guys a little breakdown of what was going on last week, you know? Things started out really just a, another day at the office, another thing, you know? Many of you guys know that I've struggled with my knees off and on, and I get some cortisone shots from time to time, you know? Not a big deal. You know, I thought, well, I'll take off Friday and Monday, you know, and spend some time with the family, you know, and now I'm afraid, like, I don't know if I want to take off again. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, so Friday I go and I get my cortisone shots in my knees, which I always do. Left one and right one. Everything's good. Went from there. But, you know, I want to, I want to rewind. I want to rewind. Even in the midst of that, I usually stay in the doctor's office about 45 minutes. I was there for three hours. But you know what was going on for three hours? It was the funniest thing. I was telling Tanya and Tim and Denise, I said, everybody kept coming to sit with me, right? Because
Jesus. Man, that was funny. Was, I said, man, this is a great place to share Jesus. Because like, they can't run from you. They got one of these. Right? And I was like, I got them now. So I sit down for a little bit and I start talking, you know. And it was so funny. I start talking. You know, I'm not real quiet about my faith, right? I'm not going to beat you up with it. But I'm not afraid to tell you that Jesus is who he is, right? And what he's done in my life. So I'm sharing a little bit. And then they called a the lady that was sitting over here. And I said, lady, come all the way over. And she's stumbling and everything. I said, where is she going? And she comes sits beside me. She said, you're a believer, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. She said, me too. And we got to talk about the Lord. And she talked about things, how God was working in her life. Boom, they called her back. I wore them down. It was me and one other lady. I'll tell you what, I preached to everybody that come through there. I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you, it, it, I turn that place into a chapel. But see, that's how it should be. We should make a difference wherever we're at. We should be able to, to let God, and I wasn't chasing after people or anything else, but you know, my prayer daily is, Lord, use me wherever I'm at. And I believe God honors that. I believe God honors that in each of our lives. No matter what we're doing, you say, well, man, buddy, I'm not a preacher. I'm not this or that. Well, you know what? It might be at your job. It might be listening. It might just be encouraging. So anyway, I'm going to go on through there. I'm going back. I get my shots. Everything's good to go. So that's shot on Friday. Everything's looking good. Saturday's good. Sunday I get in here and my knees hurt. I said, wow, what's going on with that? So we went on back from there. And so from there, we went to the emergency room to Sunday night, to the operating room Monday night, to Tuesday uh, relapse to Wednesday. I was like, man, another procedure to put a thing in my arm and to, you know, home Thursday for some, some health care for 28 days. Now, I'm going to tell you, things changed real fast on my vacation that I had planned. You know, I thought Friday we're going to do this. We're going to go to the game. Monday we're going to do this. But in the midst is what I want you to hear about all this. Not old buddy, poor buddy, this, anything else. But what I want you to hear and take away from this. And the only reason I'm going here is in the middle of my mess, God was still God. In the middle of my stuff, God's still God. And I want to pull out some things as we go and share a few things. While I was at the hospital, I got to pray with the doctors and nurses. I ripped the dollar bills, you know, sharing my faith with Christ. Man, I passed out some CDs and talked to a lot of folks. Got ministered to and did some ministering as well. But you know what? And I got to see the love of our church family. Man. You guys are amazing, man. And you know, I know a lot of people didn't know what was going on. Hey, we didn't know what was going on. It was kind of unfolding pretty fast. But what I'm going back to this is, you know, we can't redo it. So make it count today. So this sermon that you're getting to hear today was put together in room 201. <laughs> it's a terror by my nurses and the cleaning crew. And uh, you guys. So it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Let's jump in here. Well, isn't it funny? While I was praying, the Lord sent me to this right here. Can you guys see that all right? If you got your Bibles with you today, it says Psalm 39, 4 and 5. And I'm going to read that. You guys can take a good look at it. And it says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. Verse 5 says, my life is no longer than the width of my hand. An entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human existence is but a breath. You know, I used to say this all the time. I say, you're always one breath away from your spiritual destination. Take a deep breath. Tell me what you believe. Do you know Jesus? Things can change in an instant. But see, the thing that, ch that, that never changed in my situation was this. That I knew God's in control. Was I happy about it? No. Did I still feel pain? Yeah. But I still had the peace of God. 
And we're going to share some more about that. But as we look at that scripture, I said, well, what's the bottom line, Lord? What's the bottom line on this? And when he come back to me, he says, the bottom line is that your life here is fleeing. Do you realize that? That our life here is fleeing. He said, that doesn't sound like a real uplifting message. Oh, it does. You just hang on. Because you know what? When you know where you're going, it makes all the difference in the world. It makes all the difference in the world. I say this many times. You might not know when you're going, but you can know where you're going. The question is, do you have a personal relationship with Christ? Because if you do, when our time comes, we know where we're going. Amen. I still believe that God's got a lot of life to give and, and to live through us here today. Amen. So I want you all to hear that. So what I want to do is kind of, kind of show what God showed me about time and kind of, you know, dissect that a little bit. All right. The first thing is we need to embrace his truth. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. I like to break this out. You know, I'll do a lot of different things. I'll take the word and kind of break it out. I think my wife calls it acrostic learning. Is that right, Ben? I did pretty good. All right. But you take the word and you got all those little acronyms. And this is what the Lord showed me about that. So when I took time, he broke it out and he said, you know, it's about the truth that never changes. You know, we talk about this from time to time. And, and why would the truth have to change? Well, the answer is it doesn't. Because if it changed, it wouldn't be the truth, would it? The truth don't change. The truth don't change. Amen. Let's move on a little bit. The truth never fails. If you try to bend the truth, you're the one that fails. You're the one that fails. If, you, if you're trying to manipulate stuff and you know it's not right, what's happening? You're, you're being that deceiver. You know, they call, they call the evil one the great deceiver, Satan, right? That's what he wants to do. He's, he wants to deceive you. He wants to shackle you in sin and he wants to just hold you longer than, than you know, that you need to be there because God has set you free. Amen. I'm going with this. The truth will set you free. If you're here today, I pray that you know that inside and out, that you know it in your heart. You say, you know what? I prayed that prayer and asked the Lord to come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, I know that I'm free from the penalty of sin because Jesus paid my price. And we're going to talk about that, but I just want you to know where we're going with this right out of the chute. It's about you and Jesus. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. So check it out. What happens to a key if you bend it? It doesn't work too good, does it? It doesn't work too good at all. It won't open the lock, right? Well, the same as with when the truth is straight. God's word is straight, man. It's, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And what happens is we start to see is this. When we use the key of God's word and we turn it by grace and faith, it starts unlocking things in our life. It starts unlocking things in our life. What it starts doing, it starts unlocking the grace and the forgiveness, right? And the redemption. All those things that we need. How many need that? I know I do. I need it daily. And I'm thankful that it's already been taken care of at the cross. But I appropriate it by my faith in what Jesus did on the cross. You see what I'm saying? It's by faith in him. Now I want to go back one little second to a little hospital visit. Because I want to show you how God showed up there. When I went in there. And they start saying, well, you're going to have to have surgery. I was like, man, I just got a shot Friday. I don't want anything else. And, man, they're taking me down. Now, here's the tough part. I didn't eat for like 15 hours. You know, Pastor Buddy was like, pray for me. <laughs> Small price to pay. But we get in there and they get everybody pulled around and they're getting ready to wheel me back. I said, y'all ready? They go, yeah. I said, I don't think y'all ready. Yeah, we're ready. I said, we got to pray. Boom, locking them up right there. Doctor, everybody, nurse, and everything like this. My wife, Miss Tanya, and we praying. Because, you know, I've, I've already seen what got me so far. God got me here so far. We need to pray. And, you know, but people look at that and they listen to that. 
And I noticed when I finished praying, there was a nurse at my foot. And she just smiled. And I knew right then, I said, she knows the Lord. Sometimes you just know that. She knows the Lord. So I didn't think about it anymore. Got back to my room. And the next day, they got people coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. And I see that nurse come home. Find out that, her, that, her, that uh, you know, it's just, it's just a pretty amazing thing there. And I uh, hmm, got a little ahead of myself here, but that's all right. I'm going to share it anyway. And I noticed that nurse being there. And I said, uh, how are you doing? She said, good. But she came down and she just sat like a friend. She wasn't picking and poking or anything. She just sat like a friend. She just spent some time with me. I found out that I wasn't even assigned to her. That she had come over there. And as I'm talking, the Lord starts telling me, you need to encourage her. I said, okay. I said, I want to tell you what. You know, when I prayed and I looked up, I saw you smile. I knew you knew Jesus. She looked, well, thank you. And I said, I want to just tell you, I know that, that this might be your job on paperwork, but I believe this is your ministry. And I believe that God uses you each and every day here. And I'm thankful that you came to see me today. And the woman starts crying. And she says, you just don't know what today is. I said, no, I don't. She said, I didn't even want to come to work today. She said, two months ago on this very day, my husband died of a heart attack unexpectedly. She said, I didn't want to show up. I'm so glad I stopped by. I said, I am too. See, but God knew that. God knew that. You know what? If it's all about that and she got encouraged, man, you ought to have seen it. It was like pulling bricks off that lady. And she went on about her day, man, and she would come back and check on me and everything else. Taking time with some people. Embracing the truth. When you feel the nudge of the Lord nudging you, man, go with it. Now, I'm going to tell you something else, how God was working in the midst of this. I know, uh, I want you to hear this. I know I was heavily medicated, and things turned from, from, from bad to worse, and uh, really wasn't doing good. And I remember this, I remember this, and I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to make something out of this. I'm, I, listen to the last point, and you'll get what I'm saying. While I was there, I was just like, oh, I feel so bad. And I felt like this curtain was coming down, and I felt like I could see a balcony. All I could see was just white. It was a big white room. And Denise was holding my hand. She goes, what is it? I kept saying, they got the biggest curtains in here. You know how you just got to do something? They got the biggest curtains. And as always, there's a big curtain. I said, they got the biggest windows in here. She says, who? What? And I said, where's John L? And she said, what'd you say? That's my uncle. <laughs> You know, that's a, that's a crazy thing, man. You know, it could be medicine, it could be this, it could be that. Now, my uncle's been gone and been with the Lord a long time. And I don't know if it's a medicine or not. But what I want you to hear out of all those things, I was okay. I was okay. She said, she said I started crying. She goes, what's wrong? I said, nothing. It's okay. It's good. And then I jump back and go, man, my leg hurts. <laughs> you know, back and forth. The reason I even shared that, though, is this. Even with medication, even with pain, even with fear, everything, I was okay. Because you know what? I knew and I know holds my future. And I, I want you to have that same encouragement. It's not that just this happens to Pastor Buddy or anything else. God wants you to know as his children that I got you. It's okay. So even in the scariest times and everything else, it's okay. Even when you miss the mark, it's okay. That's what I want you to hear about what I shared right there. Nothing else. 
then the truth will set you free. Amen. And you know why I had the peace? Because of this right here, this truth. The truth is Jesus loves you. The truth is Jesus loves you. And so out of all that overwhelming thing, the thing that never changed, is just like, man, God just loves me. And that'll bring tears to you out when you think about how much God loves you. Amen. That's a good place to say amen. Now, I had a couple of things I wanted to write down here about embracing the truth. There's nothing bigger than the truth. So when the enemy comes with you with a lie, you just remember, you hold on to the truth of God's word and you speak it. You hold on to the truth of God's word because there's nothing bigger than the truth of God's word. There's nothing that can stand against it. And Jesus is the truth. You hear what I'm saying? Jesus is the truth. I love it. I love it. Well, let's take a look at this. We're going to roll on into intimacy. We said we're going to break out the word time. Now we're on the I. All right? Everybody doing good? Good. When I'm talking about intimacy, I'm talking about a deep personal love that is pure. I'm talking about what the Bible calls agape love, which simply means this. The God kind of love. Unconditional. No strings attached. That's the powerful love. That's the power of God. It's not what you've been doing lately for me. It's not let's get cleaned up and see, see if I still like you tomorrow. It's like I love you in the midst of your mess and I'm not walking away. Now I'm going to tell you, when you got that peace, when you got that kind of love, when you got that kind of relationship with the Lord, you've got something, amen? Look what he tells Jeremiah. I love this when I was looking through the word. The Lord appeared to him and things were looking pretty rough for this, this, this fellow. So the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Well, I went back through that last night. I said, you know, I got to underline that. Therefore, I, the Lord says, have continued my faithfulness to you. You see, God's pursuing us with his love, his faithfulness to us. It didn't say, well, you know, you've been doing pretty good, so I'll, I'll let you hang out with me. That's what the world says, you know. Oh, you got your haircuts. You don't look as good, you know. Ah, man, it looks like you packed on a few pounds. Ah, you know. I'm talking to me. What does it say? And I like to have fun when we're sharing these things here because that's the reality of it right there. Because we get in that mirror, man, we start looking at this and everything, you know, and twisting around, you know. I went to the credit union one time, right? I was just playing. And uh, I went by the mirrors and stuff in there, and I go, Hey, that's really amazing that you guys got those, those funhouse mirrors make everybody look short and fat. And she goes, Mr. Chapman, they're, they're not the real, they're, them are real mirrors. I go, yeah, I know. Thanks, you didn't have to tell me. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I could have stayed here all day and you didn't have to tell me that. But anyway, I want you to get the point here, guys. It says, therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. I'm going to tell you, if you've called on the name of the Lord, his faithfulness is what's holding it together. His love, his grace, his mercy, his power is what holds you in the grip of grace in the hand of Christ. Amen. See, that's good to know. See, you got to settle that up front because when the waves are coming, right, and the knee is thumping, you're going to start thinking a whole lot of different things. So you got to have that settled up there that God's faithful even in the midst of everything else, right? In the midst of everything else. Because you know why? We have hope and restoration in Christ. Just like that young lady I told you about. She had the hope and restoration in Christ. Did she have a rainy day? She sure did. She have a stormy sea? She sure did. But she still took time to share and embrace some things with some folks. She still took time to come and say, you know, I want to talk to that guy. 
I want to encourage that guy. See, if we do things with the right heart motive, it always works out better. Right? You think, well, I'm going to go over here so I can get this. Wrong. If you go over there because you felt like the Lord had told you, and maybe you can encourage somebody, you watch how he will bless that. When you're faithful in the small things, God will show himself in all things. Amen? I'm telling you over and over and over. Amen. Well, let's go on into the next thing. We got an M. Say, I got an M. You got an M. I got an M. There you go. I was going to do it again. Take two. Good. Well, take a look at this. You know, I told you some of the things I got to do, and I got to share and uh, pray with the staff and things at the, at the hospital, pass out some CDs and different things like that. And you know what's funny? I had a good staff. They were always coming around here. I'm thinking, who's going to fluff my pillow when I get home? <laughs> Are you okay, baby? I don't know. You want me to fluff your pillow? Okay. Oh, man, I was like, this is great, you know? But you know what? Every time you go, I said, I'm going to tell you how much I appreciate everything. I'm going to tell you how much I appreciate it. I said, you know, that's really nice. Had one of the nurses go on vacation, right? And had to come back for a meeting. Stop by. I said, how you doing, Mr. Chapman? I said, I'm doing good. How's them boys doing? That's good. She said, you got a beautiful family. You got a lot of friends. I said, yeah. Because the night before I really went bad, everybody said, oh, you'll be out in no time. And by, by about 1 o'clock, I was going, oh, where's everybody at? It was just me and my nurse. And the three musketeer bar that I should not have ate. Not good. I took my two o'clock shot and I go, what time you brought me some three musketeer bars? I think I just probably need to eat something. And then at four o'clock I was going, oh, oh. All three of them was marching on my belly. But you know what? Through the miraculous, God soothed the storm and we made it on through, man. See, you know what people think a lot of times, I think in church, they think you've got to be real rigid and you've got to have this on and you've got to have it. It's about relationships. In relationships, crazy stuff happens. you got to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes, you know? you just got to. I got to. I'm going to tell you what, man. I said, man, you're a funny guy. Just because crazy stuff happens like that. I am not kidding. I went out. I went out yesterday, got to the top of my steps with my walker, and they said, you wrecked that motorcycle, didn't you? I go, No! One for me. Yeah. Like I'm all excited. You know? Because they said, I knew he was going to wreck that motorcycle. You always drive it like that. I was like, no. I went to the doctors. You know? Those things happen, man. Those things happen. Well, let's go on back to the miraculous. Take a look at this. When we take time to read God's promises, we see the miraculous displayed. You ever thought about that? When I start going back through the Bible and looking at the promises of God and seeing how he worked in them guys' life, why would he do that in my life? Well, you know what? He might not always work the same way in your life or in my life or in their life or Jeremiah and some of the other folks. But he's always working. And if you know the Lord and you're calling on the Lord, he's going to work all things together for the good, isn't he? He does. We might not see it. I don't understand everything. But you know what? I'm Just like I've been preaching, to, I always say I preach to myself instead of saying, what? I go, what? What am I going to do while I'm here? I'm going to talk about Jesus. What's going on? They already told me, Miles and him come and say, I know you're going to preach to everybody on this floor. I said, I'm trying. I said, as soon as they let me out, I'm going to go to the other end. You know, it don't make no difference. It doesn't make no difference. Because what the difference is, is this. What the difference it does make is they need to know. Because it's an urgency. Because we're talking about time, right? You can't buy it. You can't rewind it. You can't relive it. So I want to make sure that they know that they can see the miraculous on display through the promises of God. You know, they can see the miraculous displayed through your life. 
I was hoping they'd see the miraculous display through my life because they said, aren't you mad? I go, no, I got insurance. No, God's good. No, I got some amazing people helping me out. No, it's okay. No, God's going to use this. Somehow. I believe he already is. I pray that he's using it in this message right here, right now. Like I said, don't get wrapped around the situation. I'm just using that as a vehicle to tell you about God's time, his truth, his intimacy. And now we're going to talk some more about the miraculous. Amen? When we recount his, we, we recount his faithfulness, man, when we start looking at the miraculous. When we start looking about that, when we start going back. And I said, well, you know, I had surgery before. He got me through that. What does that do? It builds my faith. Well, you know what? We prayed for this person over here, and God did a mighty work in that. So we right on around. So when I start looking at those things and putting them up against the backdrop of God's faithfulness, it's not no big hotcakes. Now, I know that's not proper grammar, but that's the truth of it. It's no big hotcakes, is it? Take this. You know what else it does? It starts to rekindle our faith. You say, why are you going to preach? I say, I got to. I said, we can get somebody else to preach. I said, I know. I really want to. Let me. You know? They're like, I don't think that's a good idea. I go, but I got to. I got to. Because this message was about to explode in my heart, man. I was writing it down. I was writing it down, and my lady would come back in here and check and flip my flip pillow. I said, what do you think about this? She said, oh, they're going to like that one, honey. I said, good. And then she pulled in a few things. Yeah. And I like this. She said, you did. It, it ignites our passion. I said, write that down. You don't mind if I write that down, do you? It does. Check it out. The miraculous ignites our passion. So when you see somebody going through a tough time and they're still smiling and they're still going and they're still swinging, you say, what's up with that, right? I need to know who they know. I need to be connected. See, and that's that divine connection that we have in Christ, amen? Divine connection. We can also become the vessel for his glory and praise. See, that's my prayer, that through difficult times that we can be a vessel for his glory and praise. Now, when we first got there, Tiny Tim was there, and uh, we, had, we had some nurses come in. And we had this wonderful, I'll say senior lady, come in. And man, when she smiled, I was just like, man, I could hang out with you all day. Ever remember around somebody like that, they just go, bing. I go, okay. And she started talking to me. She says, if you need anything, honey, I go, uh-huh. She said, if the nurses don't get it, you call me. I said, okay. And uh She's, she's a nurse's advocate. She stands in the gap. Jesus is our advocate. Stands in the gap, right? So she's there, and she said, what do you do? See, everybody everybody knows I, I work a regular job. You ask me what I do, I say, I preach. See, that's what I do. If I'm on a job, I'm still preaching. If I'm in a hospital, I'm still preaching. If I'm at the grocery store, I'm definitely preaching. Because everybody knows that since you've been here, the Lord dwells at food line, right? I've told you many stories yeah, every week, man. But you know, that's what I'm talking about. So what I thought was amazing, before she got ready to go, she said, what do you do? I said, she said, uh, I said, well, I, I preach. We got a ministry. This is my ministry team. She said, well, would you mind if I pray for you? I said, no. And she began to pray. And I just started resting in the word as she prayed. And I thought, isn't that wonderful? To be ministered to. See, it's wonderful, it's wonderful to be able to minister to two people, but it's nice when it comes back to you. Isn't it? When God's word is flowing back. And I thought that's amazing. And she's spoken about the miraculous. Let's go, this is part of my message. 
It was amazing how people were just coming in with the pieces of this message. I'm going, man, I need to write that down. I need to write that down. You know, she talked about the power of his touch. And I had so many friends and stuff come in and out. Amazing. Amazing. You know? Mm-mm-mm. Had a friend of mine told me this. She said, buddy, I don't drive, but if you need somebody to stay with you, I'll catch a cab. Woo! Tell me, that won't make you cry. I said, I think, I think we'll be all right. And you know, a lot of those folks, they got a lot of stuff they're dealing with too. But they take that and push it to the side because they love you. They take that because they want to be a mirror of Christ. What do you think that does to a heart when you're sitting there and they get, you know, I'll make time for you. Wow. You make time for me. All of a sudden you got going, wow. Here, God makes time for you. Christ has made time for you. God has made a way for you. Amen. We're going to go right on into what we want to talk about now. Eternity. Amen. When we think about this, I want you to meditate on how do we, do we really meditate on eternity? What does it look like to you? You say, well, what do you mean? You know, do we see the face of Christ when we think about eternity? I pray that we do. Looking into the eyes of Christ, we gain an eternal perspective. So when we start thinking about eternity from God's perspective and from having a personal relationship with the Lord, everything should look different than the worldly perspective. Because a lot of times when we think about, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to go to heaven or hell. Well, you can today. You can surely know today. Because the words are going to be very clear. And you're going to have an opportunity to respond to that just like you have every week. That's what we pray about every week. That you will know what it takes to have a personal relationship with Christ, right? What else do we see? We look forward to the promises of God. See, we're just getting a little snippet of it. We can look forward to it, right? You know, when I think about stuff like that, we should anticipate with extreme joy. Man, now I'm going to be 50 years old in about three years. I'm going to make sure y'all heard that, in about three years. And, you know, man, I was like thinking, well, gosh, I'm halfway to 100. You know, that's okay. It's just a number. Because you know what? When I transition from here into the here and after, it's for eternity. It's for eternity. So the clock is broken, baby. Boom. No more clock. No more clock. Time with the Lord. Right? Man, that's a powerful thing. We should live with zeal to impact the kingdom for eternity. Did that come on up there? There it is. Got to click it again. Mm-mm-mm. Might have jumped the gun here. Let's go back to this. We understand how each day here is a blessing. I did jump the gun. You know, when I was sitting there thinking, you know, when we looked, read what we read in uh, Psalm 39, you know, it says your life is like the width of your hand. If you look at it up against the backdrop of God, I'm thinking, man, my hand, I wish I had a bigger hand, you know. But you know what? It doesn't matter. What matters is to know where you go. What matters is for the time that you're here, are we living a life of zeal to impact the kingdom? I'm thankful for every day. I'm thankful for every Sunday we get to come here. I'm thankful for every Tuesday. I'm thankful for every waking moment. You know? But I want to use those times and the gifts and the times and the talents and the resources that God's given us to make a difference in your life, in her life, in his life, my life, and beyond. And how do we do that? We feed on the Word. We feed on the Word. And then we take that Word, not just feed on it, and we let it, as, as Jimmy says, my father-in-law said, you got to meditate on it. you got to feed on it. And then you start walking it out, don't you? Just start walking it out. See, because let me tell you, people that, that, that just don't let it go any further, it's just head knowledge. 
We want the full package. When I was in the hospital, once again, and I'm sorry for going back, but I'm telling you, there's a lot to pull out of this. My father-in-law came over there, and I could tell he was getting a little antsy because I wasn't doing good. And he said, boy, <laughs> he said, buddy, I'm going to pray the pray, prayer of healing over your body now. And I felt that big hand go, swap, <laughs> boom, put that ham on my head. And he started praying, and this time he was praying. And I felt like I was just being wrapped in a cocoon. Did it still hurt? Yeah. Did everything automatically go away? No. But I knew the deal was done. I knew the deal was done. I said, you know what? We're holding on to that. We're holding on to that. And we're going to walk that out. Because you know what? God's still in the intimacy business. God's still in the miraculous business. And God wants you for eternity. Amen? Take a look at this. When we think about our perspective being from an eternal perspective and on eternity, our focus shifts from the here today and going tomorrow to Christ today and forever. See, that's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about that. Christ today and forever. See, we really think about, well, I'm going to do this, and we got these big plans, and we're going to do all these things and all that. And I think it's great to have plans. But, but did God make them, or did you make them? Is God in them, or are you the only one? Are you driving the bus? Is God even in the bus? You know? I want you to think about those things. Because I'm going to tell you what. Eternity is a long time to spend without Jesus. I talked to my friend, Miss Barbara. She said, I like when you preach because you talk about hell. But yeah, a lot of people don't anymore. Because here's the truth of the matter. You have one decision to make. Will you choose Jesus as your Lord and Savior or will you reject him? I heard people say, you mean God would send me to hell because I stole an ink pen? I said, no. They go, really? I go, no. You go to hell when you reject the only way out. When you reject the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't reject the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So you know what? Today, do you have some time on your hands? Eternally speaking, where will you go? Where will you go? I want you to think about this. I got you another word anchor. I didn't write it up there, but I got it for you to put in your notes. Romans 13, 11. And it says, And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come to you. To wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Now, I don't know the day and time that God's coming back for us. But it's 24 hours closer than it was. Right? Yesterday. That's the best I can tell you. The Bible says no man knows the hour of the time. These will be the signs. We've seen a lot of the signs, aren't we? But today you can know where you're going. Today you can know. Because it's real time stuff. Today is your day. Today's your time. And what I want to, to really talk about in the next few minutes as I get in this time you to play a little music, I want you to just open your hearts to this. I want you to think about this. Today's your day. It's real time. You know, we just get a glimpse of things and we start thinking about eternity when we go through some tough times. But to be honest with you, I actually think about eternity a lot of times. How often do you think about it? Do you think about where will I spend forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever? And ever? Will it be? with the Lord or will it be in a place called hell he said oh he's trying to scare us and what I say all the time trying to inform you trying to inform you I won't scare you I want God to reach into your heart and only he can do it and draw you to himself and say come on back to me so you know what 
It's time for your miracle, your salvation. It's time for your deliverance and your freedom. See, a lot of times we think we just say, man, you know, it's just salvation. You know, that's the start. And that's a done deal. But God's still in the healing business. God's still in the restoration business. God's still in the loving business. God's still in the, you name it, business. And sometimes we just, you name it, business, we need it. And I don't know what it is that you need today, but God does. And it can all be taken care of with a touch of God. But God's a gentleman. He's not going to beat you down. He's going to take you where you are. So as we just pray right here, I ask you to just close your eyes and open your heart. Whatever your need is today, I pray you just ask the Lord, Lord, you know my need. And first I want to start right here. Is your need to know that you have a place in heaven? If that's you with everybody else's eyes closed, you just look at me. Amen. I want you to know. And you know what? You can know because the word says this. God's word says this. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. When we call on the name of Jesus and confess him as Lord, we say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I need you. Save me, Lord. Teach me to walk in your ways. God said, I will come into your life. My spirit will come into your life. If that's you today and that's your prayer, pray it right where you're at. Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean, Lord, and put me in your family. If you're here today, you say, you know, I prayed that prayer, buddy, but you know, I, I haven't always done what I'm supposed to do. Well, that's all of us. Let's get back in the groove. Lord, give us a fresh start. Today is the day for freshness. Today is the day for forgiveness. Lord, help me when I miss this opportunity. Help me when I choose bad. Lord, help me to be more like you. I can't do it on my own, Lord. Holy Spirit, pour out on this place and move on the hearts of your people. You say, man, I've been struggling with this and struggling with that. Lay it at the foot of the cross, Lord. Help me with filling the blank. I don't know what it is, but God does. And just like I said, the truth is bigger than anything that you've ever done, you'll ever do, you'll ever know outside of Jesus. Because He is the truth. He is the way. And he is the life. Call on Him today. So with that being said, I ask you, are you 110% sure that there could ever be such a 110% sure that you die today, that you live in eternity forever? I pray that you can say yes. And the way you can say yes is that I know Jesus. Jesus, come into my life. He said, buddy, you, you, you're going over that over that. I'm going to tell you, the Lord's laying it on my heart. Don't rush this thing, buddy. There's people here that need to know the Lord. So I'm going to take some time. I'm going to be obedient to what God says. If that's you, he's waiting for you. Call on him right here, right now. Lord, come into my life and forgive me. Save me of my sin. Today, Lord, I need you. You are my Lord. And I pray that you did that today. I pray that you've been missing the mark. If that's you and that's me, that we start fresh today with God's grace. Lord, thank you for your grace. But you got to receive it. you got to receive it. You just don't hear about it. You take it and say, I'm going to apply the grace of God to my life. Empty me, Lord, and fill me with new freshness. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your presence is here. I thank you, Lord, that your love is amazing. 
I thank you, Lord, that your grace continues to flow just like, just like a big old rain cloud is overflowing. And I pray, Lord, each one here knows that they can be sure of the grace of their Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Guys, before you go, I want you to look at this, and I'd like us to read this one more time. Can we read that together? Are you ready? Let's read. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. My life is no longer in my hands. An entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human existence is forever. The bottom line is this. This life is fleeing away. Do you know Jesus? Stand to your feet and give the Lord a hand clap. We're going to sing out with a song. Amen. I hope you guys enjoy.